Let's talk about it. Hey, well, we are here Tuesday night, seven o'clock, and we are doing a new thing today. It's called 21 Questions. Now, I'm going to be honest. This was not my concept. This was a concept uh, Q um, does. And I said, well, hey, let's uh, let's let's do it here. So I know you get to see me kind of moderate and ask all of these questions to various guests and this, that, and the other, but I don't think there's been an opportunity for you guys to kind of really hear me answer a lot. So Q is going to ask me 21 questions. And if time permits, then I have some questions for Q. So, all right, Q. Uh, hey, Start soft, man. Don't don't go at me too hard. <laughs> so, you you have the ability to answer however you want to. I, I'm only in control of the question, but I'm not in control of the answer. You you're solely right. in control of the answer. Okay, all right, let's go. But I think I think that they'll be pretty. Uh, I don't think it'll be too tough on you now. Right. Man, once I saw this, I'm like, you know what? I'm, we're gonna have to do this again later because I got I got probably got a few rounds of 21 questions for you, but. <laughs> We're going to slide on into these. I think this is, and a lot of uh, your questions will be uh, church and uh, God-centric. So um, some okay. of them won't, some of them will be, but uh, let's go. All right. So um, I know that you don't, I don't know whether you label yourself as actively a pastor as you did, but I, I know that you don't actively participate in um, pastoring in the traditional way that you once did. But we got a scenario. Okay. God comes down, speaks to you audibly. Mm -hmm. He says, Roy, I'm not calling you Roy, but if God will speak to you, he'd call you Roy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> My son. <laughs> he says, um, I need you to start a church. I don't want you to look at anything else you see. I don't want you to compare it. I don't want you to try to line it up to anything that's out there. I want you to go what's inside of you and build a church describe to me what that church will look like well um honestly um that church really existed for me um i think the main thing that um I, uh, the main way i would answer that is a church that teaches fundamental biblical principles, but does it in a way that um, removes judgment. I think one of the things that truly has turned me off, really, about um, 
how church happens and, and what happens in church is um, all of the judgment about people. And I think that for me as a pastor, it's not my, it's my responsibility to teach you the information. It's my responsibility to help guide you to the right places. But people are adults. They make their own decisions. And I don't know how much is really gained um, by picking things that you know people uh, suffer with or struggle with to right. be the target of your teachings and your messages and that type of thing. Um, I'll give you um, uh, real briefly. I just think that it's a church that absolutely teaches what the Bible says without uh, uh, without fail, but a church that demonstrates love because to me, it's the same kind of situation when all those folks came um, with the woman who was caught in adultery and they were pointing the finger and like, you know, da 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 da. And and Jesus's response was not to get involved in their questions regarding this woman's lifestyle, but rather was to redirect redirect people and say, okay, what's in your closet? Right. If you got, if you, if you all of that, that you are qualified to point out something about somebody else, then you know what? Uh, let's talk about you. And so I think when you have an environment where um, people can be free and comfortable, I remember the very first church I pastored, there was a lady who attended and um, I was young, but I still kind of had this, this mindset, I think, because she wore jeans. A, a shirt tucked mm -hmm. in and a tie. And I know that there's some people who kind of would always look at her and wonder, is pastor going to say something? Because uh, she's a lady. She should be in a dress and she shouldn't be wearing a tie because that's for men, you know, that kind of thing. And that's and that was never my approach because my grandfather said something to me many years ago when I was a kid. He said, you can never clean a fish until you catch it. And mm -hmm. so... I think the idea of us trying to clean what we ain't caught uh, creates a swinging door. Got you. Okay. I forgot I was speaking to a, a preacher. So we're going we're gonna to get these questions. <laughs> we're going to get these answers. Now. No, you you fine. No, I don't want you to rush too much. Uh, 21 questions. We want to get about 30 minutes in. So get about 60 seconds, one to two minutes. Some, okay. some questions may be 15 seconds, but one... We, we'll work it all out. Don't worry about that. All right, all right, all right. What's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? You know, to be honest, it was uh, seeing my wife in a choir stand before she was my wife and not knowing her um, in a way to be able to do this. But I walked up to her and said, God said, you're going to be my wife. <laughs> and 29 years later, she's my wife still for 29 years. So this was like 30, 31 years ago. I walked up to her and said, God said, you're going to be my wife. And we've been married for 29 years this year. Well, look, on a side note, I'll say this. I I, I saw on, you posted a picture, your, your wedding picture. I looked at that wedding picture. I said, that man had some confidence right there, boy. He had more confidence I've never seen in my life. Why? Why did I have confidence? Why was I 
Uh, all, all I can say is your wife was a 10 on her worst day. And I said, now, Roy, for him, for him to go in. And... I'm trying to tell you. That man had some confidence. Goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness. Um, you're stranded on a desert island. I like scenarios, okay? okay. You're stranded on the desert island for a year. Ooh. You can only take one album with you. And I and mixtapes don't count. Oh, it just has what, to it gotta be one album. What are you choosing? Um, that's going to be interesting. I think uh Derek said holy boldness. Yes, it was. Uh <laughs> be quiet, Keisha. Uh what album I think um Honestly, it would it would probably be one of Luther Vandross's albums. Okay, make a choice. One of Luther, so we narrowing it down. Um, uh, tell me the one which which song is it on there that, that the other album you choose? Um, I hear it now. Okay, I got you. Okay. Yeah, you take Lauren Hill, well, oh, the Miseducation. Yeah, that that I as for a full album, you, that's an album you can just start from beginning and let it play all the way through. That is a very good choice. I go with that also. Okay. Um, but these are your these are your answers. So okay. you, we'll let you slow jam it by yourself with the. Uh, yeah. Um. That's how I get in my headspace. That's how I, that's how I chill with, right. with with slow music. So this is, and I, I, I want to preface this question. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm gonna ask it in there, uh, post preface. <laughs> I know that don't make sense, but it makes sense to me. Okay. The most surprising church experience ever. So what I mean by not that, not the best necessarily, but hey, I'm going to this church. I'm going to this event. I'm doing something. You didn't expect much of it. And it just totally like, wow, that was an experience. I was not expecting that. Tell us about the most surprising church experience ever. Okay. I, I had a couple, but this one, I I, I went to, um, I, I, I was in uh, West Monroe, Louisiana. And um, uh, we got through service uh, pretty well. And literally, the Holy Ghost fell in there like I have probably never seen before. It was probably 300 people in there. And by the time the night was over, 298 of them were on the floor. On the floor. On the floor. Yeah. I, it, it, was, it, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Good. Number five. Did OJ do it? 100% he did. 100% no doubt in my mind. I, I know black folks ain't going to want to hear that, but OJ did that. <laughs> OJ did and got away with it. But he didn't get away from being black, which is why he went to prison for something else. But OJ Simpson absolutely 100% killed Nicole and her little boyfriend. 100%. <laughs> there it is. That's emphatic. <sighs> Number six, give me your Mount Rushmore of preachers. Wow. Now that's interesting. You know what? I'm going to get some hate mail here. I, I, I'm going to get some hate mail. But before 
I'm gonna say it like this old school Carlton Pearson. Oh why you gotta Carlton. go old school? Just just say Carlton Pearson. Carson Carlton Pearson was I, I'm telling you, I remember recording videos on v, VHS tapes of him. Uh, and watching him over and over and over again because I was just in awe of him. The uh, next person would be, uh, this is my preference. So I I really think um, Marvin Winings is a really good preacher. Um, and um, then there's a, a, a bishop who he is, he's dead now, but he, um, I used to watch him all the time as well. Um, and um, he he was the founding pastor of CHOP, Christian House of Prayer, uh, Bishop Holcomb. Um, he was a phenomenal, phenomenal teacher of the Bible. Okay. That's three. Mount Rushmore is four. Oh, okay. I got to give you a fourth one. That's right. Um, Four. You know what? Uh, James Robert Sutton, he's dead as well, but he was awesome. Uh, I remember as a young preacher, um, that man had a, um, a, a Bible that was written in Greek. And uh, he told me, I had my King James version of the Bible. He told me, to pick any scripture, because I didn't believe he could really read it. <laughs> mm -hmm. He told me to pick any scripture, and I I went through the Bible and found one, and that man read it word for word. He, yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was phenomenal. Good. Derek, I like these questions too. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm staying, I'm staying in your ballpark right now. So this is a, I'm not, right. now, um, um. Now we're gonna go back. Like I said, I know you still um pastor in a different type of way, but going back to the traditional form, pastor, church, building, so forth. What was your most enjoyable part about being a pastor? What did you enjoy most about it? I really, really enjoyed seeing people um like freed in their thinking, mm. freed in their uh, emotions free. I remember one Sunday, I don't know, I can't remember what I was uh, preaching. Um, and somehow the Holy Ghost told me um, to move in this direction. And I moved in that direction. And I started uh, talking about validation and love. Mm -hmm. uh, and there were so many people there who were broken and who got this, this light bulb that went off um, and how they were chasing you know, validation from other people and not getting it and how that really inflicted them in their lives. And, and that moment, I really saw God work in a way that was um, real for me because these were people that I pastored and these were people that, um, were um, in my sphere every week, uh, twice a week sometimes. And 
just to see them freed and how right. they were able to advance and, and move past it and become really different people after that. It, that, that was phenomenal to me. Good, good. Why did the chicken cross the road? Well, they say to get to the other side, but I would probably say he uh, crossed the road because he had eaten up everything that was on the side he was on. Because, you know, chickens are nasty. They eat everything. <laughs> and there was probably no more to eat there. So he needed to find something else to eat. <laughs> Opportunity. Opportunity. Absolutely. Which is why some of you ought to cross the road. Because mm. <laughs> where you've been eating, that ain't been good. Anyway. We can be a chicken across the road. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> favorite choir of all time. Uh John P. King. Mm, like it. New like uh, absolutely favorite choir of all time. Good. I mean, I learned I learned all of his songs so much that I knew all his mm, uh, all of that. I would put it all in the yeah. yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> Number 10, was Kirk Franklin wrong? I'm glad you asked that question. I'm glad because I, I, I said I wasn't going to comment and I haven't <laughs> commented, but I wanted to comment because <laughs> I don't conform uh, to the standard of how church folks are supposed to think. Let me tell you this. Kirk Franklin I couldn't go deep, but I'm not going to. There's a difference between profanity and cursing. Uh, so we say he cussed his son out. Well, no, what he did was he used profanity when he uh, spoke to his son. Curses are something completely different, but I'm not even going to go there because it's trivial. The point I want to make is, is we don't know the whole story. And the fact that so many folks are saying how wrong he was and, and this, that, and the other, you haven't walked in that man's shoes. You haven't lived the life that that man has lived. And for you to make a judgment, you're out of order. It just, I mean, you are really out of order. Let me tell you something. I have a son that's 30 years old. And uh, I know, right? I um, and I, thank God, my, none of my kids would ever um, uh, be uh, disrespectful like that to me. Uh, like uh, his son was. But, you know, you even heard in, in Kirk's apology, which I don't think he owed nobody an apology. And I know you say, well, we, we, we buy his stuff. Well, here's the deal. Everybody got so much crap in their own closet to be standing on the high heels of a, of a personal family matter that ain't none of your business. You need to shut up and sit down somewhere. Because here's the real deal. One of the things he said was, um, he didn't play all of it. So he didn't play where I tried to get our family counselor on the phone to help us resolve this issue. We don't know all of the stuff that transpired. So when I say, when you ask me point blank, if he's wrong, no, I don't have a basis to say he's wrong. I don't have a basis to judge whether or not Kirk Franklin was wrong. So from what I know, here's the answer. We don't know enough. Inconclusive. It's inconclusive. Now, if you ask me, should a parent, which you didn't, but if you ask me, should a mm -mm, parent use profanity towards their kids? I don't think it ought to be a practice, but let me be very clear. People are people and you get mad and you say things and you have to go and apologize for it. And so 
it is what it is. I'm gonna leave it there because I'm starting to get mad myself just thinking about the judgment levied against this man. That ain't nobody's business. Okay, come on. <laughs> Take another 60 seconds. Get the rest out. Get all of it. I, I got all mine out yesterday. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, because I just I, I just think I, I think it's hypocritical. Because you can say you can say one thing about that, uh, but then all of the other layers of crap that you got going on in your life. If it was on exposed for you, you would be wanting compassion, understanding, and love, and so forth. And this is the problem I have with church folks. We are quick to sacrifice on the altar of our righteousness other folks in the church. And I'm gonna tell you something, the folks who we call in the world, they would have more compassion than a lot of folks in the church and the church is wrong for being that kind of organization and organism that judges like that without all of the information. Okay, I'm done. Good. Um, are people anointed for all positions? No, no, no. We are not graced to do everything. Each of us has a purpose for why we've been placed here. And it's our responsibility to find um, and take up the banner of our person because uh, the word anointed simply means grace to. You have a grace to do something, to succeed somewhere. And everybody is not graced to succeed everywhere. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you let me help clarify. That's That's the first part of the question. Let me rephrase the question. Okay. Um, can you, how do I say this? Um, can you find an anointed person in every, so some people will say, all right, you're, you're anointed to preach. You're anointed for the fivefold gifts. You're anointed to do a certain thing that God has positioned you to do. Can a person be anointed to drive buses? Can a person be, uh, anointed to, to flip burgers at McDonald's? Can a person be anointed to fight in a boxing ring? Okay. So, uh, the way, the way that I will try to accurately answer that is I believe personally that we, um, who are, um, children of God, lovers of Christ, followers of Christ, we have a responsibility to excel and exceed in all the spheres of influences where we are. So a person uh, I think can be anointed to do all of those things because that anointing will allow them to do a couple of things. It will allow them to gain more influence. It will allow them to, you know, to be able to be a witness and a, a beacon for, for Christ. Uh, but also it would allow that that anointing will allow them to gain ground such that they will continue to move up to do other things. So I do believe that a person um, can be uh, graced or gifted, uh, not gifted, but graced to do uh, some of those things well. But the goal, the end goal of it is for them to become uh, the kind of influences in their areas that they're supposed to be for Christ. Michael Jackson or Prince? Now that's interesting. I happen to like Michael Jackson. That's not to discount Prince. 
but I happen to like Michael Jackson. I did his music always moved me um, more than Prince's, only because um, I, their genres were very different. You know, it was rock and roll. Prince had too much rock and roll and in, incorporated. Yeah, yeah, and and so I, me, mine is Michael Jackson. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, how free are you? Free from. Um, yourself, your restrictions. When you look at yourself, your personality, your characteristics, the way you operate, how free are you? I would say, honestly, I'm pretty close to a solid eight, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's after years of really caring what other people thought. <laughs> um, and so there are very few people whose opinion about me and what I do matter to me. And so uh, because I'm on the, I would say a lot of times the fringe of um, church folks, <laughs> uh, uh, it's because I am no longer, I no longer suffer uh, from the need to be validated by folks that don't mean nothing for me no way. Pretty free. It's pretty yeah, free. I, I think I'm pretty free. Being free takes practice. You have to practice. It does. It yeah. does. You know, because uh, uh, for a long time, I tried to fit into somebody else's mold, and I was making other people happy, but I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I don't do that no more. <laughs> That's good. If you weren't a preacher, what would your profession have been? I'd be a judge. Hmm. I would absolutely be a judge. Um, uh, my my goal from life was going to be to go to law school, uh, become a lawyer for three years, and then start trying to become a judge. Hmm. That's what I've always wanted to do. I definitely see that. Um, did you ever play sports? If so, what did you play? No, I never played sports. And you want to know what's funny? It's people think because I'm fat. I'm supposed to have played some sport. No, I did not play no sport. I was happily in the band. Okay, happily. Okay, regular band, marching band. I was in. The, I was in all of them, but uh, I was in the marching okay. band. Yeah, absolutely. That semi qualifies. Yeah, I mean we had, we had physical workouts. Let me tell you. I think once drumline came out, then they they people black people qualified that as a sport. Um, should there be, <coughs> excuse me, I wouldn't call them because of this question. I just, allergies got the best of me, uh -huh. um, but it's a spicy question. So, um, should there be anything out of bounds in the bedroom? That's a relationship. Absolutely question. not. Absolutely not. Do whatever you want to do. Okay. That's emphatic. That's emphatic. <laughs> do what you want to do. I'll I, 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 I put it like this: all of all of that. Let's have holy sex. Mm -mm. Let's get down, dirty, rough, nasty, whatever you want to call it. There it is. Number seventeen. We doing well. 
We are doing pretty good. Yeah, right, right on schedule. What do you miss most about? Let me preface. Let me preface. We're in the age now for those who you know be maybe watching all over the country. Um, I don't know. Were you born and raised in Austin? Born and raised. Shy. Okay. Perfect question. Because of gentrification and all the changes made, what do you miss most about the old Austin? You know what? The old Austin, you really, it was really easy to meet people and know people uh, because the, um, uh, what's the phrase? The, um, the connectors were so easy. I mean, it was like I there would only be one, maybe two spaces in between degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah. That's the phrase I was looking for. The degrees of separation were so small. Right. Um, and you know, in the last 10 years, easily we've added 300,000 people here, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and um I think the second thing is, and I tell people all the time this, look, we love you. Thank you for coming to Austin. But can you use public transportation and get off the highway? Because uh, all the traffic is just awful. But uh, but I do, I do believe that just how you get to know people and you were able to really, because those degrees of separations were so small it, and you would really, we really used to hear the term, man, uh, it's a small world. We really would say that often right. because you meet somebody who knew somebody that you knew and you were able to hook up with them and be cool real instantly. Right. Um, and now I think it's just it's so much. It's so many people here and there's so much going on that people don't even let you get close to them anymore. Right. Yep. You get that. OK, this is a three part question. Uh oh. So. Take your time. Think about this. Right. Um, you get to bring back one TV show. Bring it back. Just right where it left off. You get to reboot one TV show. And you get one movie remake. What are you choosing? Okay. The TV show I would bring back. Huh, there are so many TV shows that I hated are no longer in the air. But the one that I would bring back is the one that my daughter and I watched all the time, and it was the Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries. Okay. Absolutely love that. Uh, we're into the supernatural stuff when we watch TV because it's just crazy and fun. So that's our thing. So I would definitely bring that back. Um, in terms of a reboot, I would love to see a reboot. You did ask about a reboot. Right? Yes, correct. Okay. Reboot. Mm -hmm. I would love to see um, um, a reboot of like Chips. Hmm. Okay. California Highway Patrol. Right. I love, but I don't want it in comedic value. I want it, okay. you know, in straight drama because I love cops and 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 shoot them and 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 all of that kind of stuff. Yes, Bishop Vampire Diaries. <laughs> okay, what was the one about the movie? Um, and you get a movie remake. A movie remake. Well, it's certainly this is gonna be messy. It's gonna be very messy. You ready? I'm ready. I want them to remake 
Coming to America too, because it was awful. <laughs> it was low blow, low blow. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Okay. Okay. This show, this show took people. I still want Back to the Future. I'm waiting on Back to the Future. I think it's so much they could do now with technology. Well, we take that. That would be pretty cool. And you get a chance to project what you think what would happen. Are they doing another one of um, the blue people? Um, what was that? Um, Avatar. Avatar. Aren't they doing? I thought they were doing another Avatar. Yeah. I ain't care enough about the first one. You didn't like Avatar? I thought Avatar was cool. It was okay. But you, you know what the problem was? It They, they kind of stole the name. So what it was wasn't necessarily what you expected, especially for those people who watched the cartoon. And then they came out like a year or two later with the the movie called The Last Airbender, which was really what was called Avatar on the actual show. So it was kind of the name didn't match what people knew it as. So it was kind of a confusing thing. Um, so, yeah, I think that played a part in it. Um, oh, OK. I'm back. To, I'm back to uh, my Mount Rushmore. I love I love my Mount Rushmore's. Okay. Mount Rushmore of singers. Oh, God. Uh, male, female, either. Let's go male. Male. Uh, obviously, Luther Vandross. All right. Here's the thing. You might be surprised. I won't put Michael up there because I don't know that he was a great just singer like that. He was a lot of people would agree with that. I think a lot of people would agree with that. So he wouldn't be in my match, but it would certainly be uh, Luther Vandross. Uh, I'm going to tell you somebody else's voice that I think is just pure and clean to me. And that's somebody else that you mentioned, mentioned earlier that I'm waiting to see if you mentioned, but go ahead. James Ingram. Okay. Um, number three, male. Huh? That would be. Absolutely. Uh, John P. Key. I don't be looking all wrong. This is my rap, not right. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Now we got to back up, though. Now tell me your criteria of, of, of how I'm, you just. I'm talking about voice. I, I think he has. I think he has the uh, Mount Rushmore of actual singing ability. For me. For okay. me. Okay. Okay. Yo, uh, you got to be a little bit. Go ahead. I do like Tank, but I don't know if he's Mount Rushmore Tank. Huh. Tank, the singer Tank. Uh huh. I don't know that he's Mount Rushmore, but I do like his voice. Um, okay. I need. I need one yeah, you more. got one more. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm, okay, baby. No, not Neo. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm tell I'm gonna tell you something. You go, I, Usher. I think I think Chris Brown. He got a good voice. Chris Brown got a good voice. Yes. I'm and like I said, somebody you said earlier. I was surprised you didn't uh, have Marvin Winans on there. You know, um, I think he's a good singer. I think he's a good singer. I do. Okay. I'm biased, so let me let me back up off Marvin <laughs> Winans. I know my, I lose all credibility with that. So real quick, let's um let's go females. Come on, let's go. Okay. So um I think 
I think Whitney Houston obviously is going to go there for me. I think old school Mariah um, is there. Um, I think um, female. Um, I think Aretha Franklin goes there. Um, and um, I think um, for number four, um, you know, this might be surprising uh, to some people, is that I think Beyonce has a really good voice. Um, and maybe if we were talking about five people, she would fit in place five. But okay. I'm going to say something. This is going to be like a shock to some folks. But I think Kelly Price has an amazing voice. Okay. And I say, I don't think you go wrong with that. I'm thinking that you are biased when it comes to Mar. Oh, no, I'm not. You know, Derek Brandy's actually pretty good, too. Look at Deb. Deb! You must stop, Deb. Jasmine Sullivan has a good voice, too. I thought about Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, uh-huh. Karen Clark ain't getting no love. Yeah, Karen Clark. Has, if, we, if we had an extended Mount Rushmore show. But she don't get ahead of Kelly Price. Mm -mm. Okay. And you know what, I, I, Derek? I almost said you said being funny, but I almost said Celine Dion. I really, really did. I really, really did. Come on now, Doctor Levesey and Kelly Price. Yeah. I, I, again, I think really, I think really good. But I'm gonna tell you why Celine. And I almost said Celine Dion, but. I'm going to tell you, that woman can really, really sing and control her voice. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's bad. Okay. Um, you got it. I mean, good list. Kelly is a little, but okay, if we're going straight singing, I ain't no problem. No problem. No problem. Um, is the glass half full or half empty? It has for me. It has to be always half full. There has to be opportunities. Um, you really have to see any of those challenges as opportunities for things. You do. <laughs> There's a, he go flag this video for abuse and fake news. <laughs> Derek, you messy. But don't worry about it because, Derek, you're going to be on my uh, 21 questions next week, by the way. So you get prepared, sir. So, okay, good. I'm glad I'm glad, I'm glad. glad the term fake news came up because this is somewhat leading to my last question. We had question number 21, so we there. We, we, we there in good time. Um, All right. So, and I've asked this question um, to several people, but in different ways. Okay. So. This one is it's a similar question, but it's not going to be the same towards you. Okay. So this is another one of my scenarios. Um, we just got rid, just finished the Trump administration. Um, we tried Biden. The people said this just isn't working. This politics as usual. This isn't working. We need something different. Okay. So Dr. Bright, we need you to elect our next president. And that president has to be a preacher, a living preacher, have to be alive. This is real time. Who are you selecting? Mm. 
That's interesting. A living preacher. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. You really stumped me here, Q. Ah, good. <laughs> uh, mm, mm, mm. I would want somebody, I mean, I, I have a couple people in mind, but I would want somebody who was um, in their 50s to 60s, because I think they've seen life enough by that time. Uh, Hmm. I, you know what? Realistically, I'm going to say he's not like a nationally known uh, preacher or anything. Um, but I'm going to say I'm just double checking, making sure I didn't miss anybody. Give me just another couple seconds here. No, I think uh, what I know him to be, this is my personal experience, what I know him to be, I'm going to say Pastor McQueen. Pastor McQueen. Vernell Johnny Earl McQueen of the St. Stephen's Church, the North. Out of Austin, Texas. Yes, sir. Okay, good. Well, there you have it. Even here or dead, Derek. Yeah, gotta be living. They'd have to run the day-to-day -day affairs just like the just as the president would. Um, so Dr. Bright, that's the 21 questions. All right. So we have some we have some time for me to ask you some questions. So I'm yeah, gonna get in before that you don't like the term Christian. But it's listed twice in the Bible, in the book of Acts, chapter 26, in 1 Peter, chapter 4. Why don't you like the term Christian? Um, because of the people who represent Christians in this country. And it's too broad of a statement. Like uh, half of the people who support Trump also said that there's Christians. They said that they're Christians. Um, the KKK claims to be a Christian organization. It's just too broad of a term. So I'm the person who I would rather you look, I, I say it like this, I'd rather it be an adjective or something that describes me versus a noun or something. I just label myself. Let my actions and the things that I do be something that Christ would do versus me just saying I'm something. Um, even furthermore to the Bible, Peter, um, Peter was being led by the Holy Spirit one second. And then two days later, then he had to say, Satan, get behind me. Depend on what you do or say from moment to moment, you could be doing something that's Christ-like or you could be acting like the devil. I'd rather my actions speak for me uh, on a consistent basis. And that keeps me in the mindset to continue um, being what I uh, aspire to be versus just um, trying to hold on to a label. That's how you get a lot of fake people. OK, so that kind of moves me into my next question. Really, you have associations, friendships, relationships, however you want to quantify it or qualify it um, with people uh, who don't believe in God with Satanist, with Buddhist, with all, you, you happen to have a really diverse circle of people 
that you kind of interact with on a semi-regular basis. How do you remain true to Q? How do you continue to be Q uh, in the midst of all of those people when topics that clash come into view? Ain't got nothing to do with me. What 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 a what a person be- so let me back up. Uh, let me go big picture back up. Um, what I believe, if there's anything that I try to um, teach or encourage, I, I teach a person to be one within themselves. Know who you are. Um, be one within yourself and be confident in that. Um, so you being whatever you are, it does nothing to affect what I believe. I can learn from you. And if there's something that I need to learn from you that actually changes my opinion or my thought or my actions. Great. But outside of that, you believing something different than I believe it doesn't take away from me. Okay. Um, my next question is what makes you happy, Q? What make what gets you to that place where you go, you know, I'm good? Um again, being one within myself. What I, does that mean? And what it, it means when I think something, it's okay to think it, it's okay to follow through with that thought, it's okay to explore that thought, it's okay to ask questions associated with that thought. That may seem like a simple thing, but um, there's a lot of church people and Christians I know who are scared to follow down the rabbit hole when there are questions. And you I don't know. have an issue follow, going down that rabbit hole, following those questions and being open about what I like and what I don't like. And not only that, I, I'm, I'm happy because I'm to the place where I don't I can follow principles of the Bible without having to try to defend it. I know a lot of people try to. That's not me. You know, it's interesting you say that about going down a rabbit hole. That's a conversation that me and Derek have all the time. Um, um, just I have seen <clears throat> I have seen literally Derek uh, almost half his life and how he's grown um, and changed and developed as a person. And um, he and I have very meaningful conversations now that you, that I can tell you that would probably be offensive to church folks because right. we we get a thread in the thought and we and we follow it down and and see where it leads and it's okay to explore the question so i like your your attitude about that I'm becoming more and more comfortable with being offensive yeah 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 <laughs> so you have a black son yes what do you tell him or teach him about life being <sighs> a black man um, my son is 12 years old. Um, as much I, I try to allow him to see things for himself, I, I guess let, here, I'm gonna go big picture again. Um, what I try to do, I try to, I try to teach my son to think for himself in all circumstances or scenarios. So even I'll present certain things, certain stories, um, things in the news and I'll say, Hey, what, is, what is this that you see? After Bible study, after he comes from church, he'll tell me about the story. And, you know, they tell him about the story about this and the Bible. This I said, what did you get from? So. Um, without directly answering your question, I'm, I think I, I, I teach I, I teach him how to ask questions about everything that he's told, even including myself. When we play Monopoly, I want him to think for himself and the things that he realizes, the things that he um, pays attention to, then we have conversations about it. I don't try to force anything on them. When the time comes, then we do talk about certain things. But um, even now, he's he's at the age where he's he needs to be aware of certain things. But 
I'm just cautious on um, how I bring him along. And also I make them I make them watch um, Hidden Colors. I make them watch some stuff now. I, I have them watch it and then give me feedback on what he sees. So um, it's a slow process. But uh, by, by the way, you mentioned Monopoly. Don't nobody want no Monopoly, no spades, no dominoes, no phase 10. Y'all don't want none. No spades, no dominoes, no phase 10. You want that Monopoly, you come anytime you want to. You want that smoke, then you no, can get hey, it. Hey, we done blacked up the Monopoly so good. It's a whole nother game. It's Blackopoly, honey. And I'm telling you, we got we done made cards. We done did a whole bunch of stuff. You don't want none of this Blackopoly, okay? I'm just don't care. Word. <laughs> All right. Um, what and you kind of asked me this question, uh, but I had it written down for you. What was your life plan as a child? I wanted to be a ninja or a man with a gun. That's early life. Um, <laughs> it's like when I was four or five years old. And it's funny now. Once once I got down the road, um, I had a desire. I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and it's funny because I feel like I am a teacher, just not a teacher in the traditional way that I thought about at the time. Uh, I enjoy teaching and I having summers off seemed appealing to me, having being able to interact with with kids was something good also. Um, but yeah, around junior high, high school, I, I, I wanted to be a teacher. Junior high at the lowest or high school. I, I don't want to teach kids though. Not like small kids. No, uh, elementary school. Nope. That's too young. I need here's at least a, junior high to high school. Here's the last question. And then I got some uh, words for Derek and Eric Jones. So y'all be ready. Um, here's the last question. What would you, if you had the chance to do anything differently in your life, what would you do differently? Um, I would have, um, maybe went to college. I might've went to college. Um, I would have invested in the stock market earlier. Um, I would have done things. I would have just done things that prepared me for, uh, practical life later on down the road, just certain life skills that, that would have prepared me later on down the road, even because you're going you're gonna to fumble through it no matter what. Um, but if you have the skills and you're, you, you're equipped with the right type of skills, you can get through it much faster. All right. All right. Q, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to steal a couple more episodes of this 21 questions. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I, I hope you don't mind. Derek, next week, I want you to have 21 questions for me. I'll have some for you. Eric Jones, Pastor Eric Jones, the week after that, I want you to have 21 questions for me and I'll have some for you. So everybody, thank you for uh, tuning in tonight. Q, those were some great questions. I really thought you had some, some more that were gonna make me just like go, oh my God. Uh, so I'm glad you did. And if you have some more, come up with them. I'd be happy to answer more questions because I never get the chance really unless I butt in to uh to talk so i want to do this a couple of more weeks so everybody thank you so much again for watching i will see you next week uh with uh another episode of q's 21 questions <laughs> all right <Bye>. <laughs>